And we're going out to Milwaukee. The Games and Grub Podcast. Hey, well, what are we calling this? Grubs and Games? Games and Grubs? Games and Grubs. So, Games and Grubs. All right. Games and Grubs. Best podcast on the planet. How are we doing? Thanks for supporting the Games and Grub. Shout out Games and Grub Radio. Friendship with the Games and Grub Podcast. Welcome yeah. to Games and Grub. I appreciate your patience tonight. It's been a moment since I've done some public speaking. Fun nowadays is, you know, best to keep quiet. But uh, sometimes you just gotta let it out. Young angel and young lion. You know what it is. Uh, look, I'm the property of October. I ain't drive here, I got chauffeur. Bring me champagne, flutes, rose, and some shots. It's a sunny Saturday here in Milwaukee. Welcome your ears back inside the Johnson Hall Studios in beautiful Milwaukee, Wisconsin on Marquette's campus. It's Games and Grub with Aiden Hatton and Zachary Passios alongside. Zach, how are we this morning? Doing wonderful. Had a, doing great. Had a great breakfast this morning. <laughs> we did have a little great slow to start, but we're here. Little slow, little slow to start. Uh, no Brian this week for um, you unforeseen know, circumstances. Unforeseen circumstances. Uh, but I know we we talked to him this morning, and he would not want to miss potentially the biggest show we've ever done, which is what we're going to do today. It is a big show, not only with our big announcement that we've teased all week, and we will get to in a couple minutes, but just some housekeepings before that. We've got another big guest booked for us at 11 a.m. Central, around 20 minutes from now, 12 p.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. He is the undisputed voice of Big East basketball media, a close, close, close friend of ours who, if you've been watching his Twitter live shows this week, uh, and a man who's in New York at MSG covering the Big East tournament as we speak, it is John Fanta. John will join us at 11 a.m. as our first ever recruiting guest. Reoccurring. Recurring. 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 R-E-C-U-R-R-I-N-G. There you go. Right? Yep. So we'll get to that around 20 minutes from now. We will get. To, we will hit our first break and then come right back with John 20 minutes from now. But until then, call us up on the phones at 414-288-288. 7091. That's 414 288 7091. And on Twitter and Instagram at GrubMUR. You can get in your questions for John. We may, if it's as good a question as you think it is, we may ask John on the air. You never know. But we've got plenty of things booked until then. But as we promised, here it is our big announcement. So this past weekend on March 6th, not only was it National Marquette Day, but as we said on the show, it was awards day. And the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association, which is the biggest trade association for all radio and TV broadcasters in Wisconsin, had their yearly student awards for excellence. And the higher-ups at Marquette Wire and Marquette Radio let us know early January, so a couple months ago, that we were going to be nominated on behalf of Marquette for the podcast slash radio category. Slipped me over my words a little bit there. But the awards were given out this past Saturday, and I'm very excited to announce that not only were we nominated, we placed in the podcast radio category and took second. That's a golf clap, baby. I mean, I'm, I'm just as shocked as you are, Zach. And... 
That's right. You're now listening to the second highest rated collegiate radio program in all of Wisconsin. That's that's right. I want to thank Mark Zaromsky, uh, Director of Student Media here at Marquette. I want to thank Reese Seberg, the General Manager of Marquette Radio, both of whom let me know Saturday afternoon that we had placed and took second. So none of this is possible without you know so many of you behind the scenes, listeners, obviously, and believe me, I will be ready to attend this event in person next year, given the opportunity, because just like all those fans coming back to Madison Square Garden for a Big East tournament next year, we are coming back, and we are coming back for first. Zach, first of all, thank you sincerely. and It's been a pleasure, Aiden. It, it really has. Second of all, just reflect for a second on what that means to you. You know, it's a it's a big award, second in Wisconsin podcast for students. Um, couldn't have done it without you, our great producer Brian, of course, and all the great callers that uh, that keep the show lively on a on a constant basis every weekend. So, uh, thank you guys for listening and calling in and actively participating in this. This is as much a, an award for us as it is for our listeners. It is, as I can't even turn my mic on to say it. It is, and, and again, so if you missed it. We placed in the podcast radio category at the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association Student Awards for Excellence this past weekend and took second. So With what episode in? So that would be the. So we'll, this is I got I feel like I got to give this a little bit more background. Mm-hmm. So so the, <laughs> because this is probably my favorite part, most favorite part about it is that the higher-ups there at the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association had to name or or title each show's subheading. So there were, let's say, uh, play-by-play awards that won. So you'd say, oh, Marquette's game against Bellarmine, I think, in their Bellarmine, in the lacrosse program won, you know, best play-by-play. And and this is, this these awards every year are really the barometer that the Marquette Wire puts itself against. And you'll see in the newsroom behind, a couple blocks from us at the Johnson Hall Studios here in the second floor, a couple steps from us, you'll see that they'll be hanging all these awards um, in the newsroom soon enough, the 2020 edition. Um, but they had to name all the shows and name the subheading of each show. So the like I said, the higher-ups there at the WBA had to name slash title a subheading as well. So we're obviously Games and Grub, but their sub their their subtitle for our show was hilarious. And it is as follows. You ready? Matt Wolf, coffee and keep showing up. I mean, if that isn't us in a nutshell. Yeah, Matt Wolf called in once. We talked a lot about coffee all the time. And, you know, Jenny Fisher keeps showing up. That's all it is. I'd say that's uh, three elements of our show that, that have, <laughs> have elevated us to this second place. <laughs> it's just hilarious. I mean, the Matt Wolf one gets me the most because it it's a guy who I'm not sure. Do you think the WBA people actually thought Matt Wolf Yes, Matt called Wolf in. absolutely called in. Matt Wolf absolutely yeah. called in. One hundred percent. So thank you, Matt. By the way, thank if you're you, listening. Matt. Yeah. Thank you, Matt. Yeah, Matt. Matt is a uh, a loyal listener of ours. <laughs> so I want to th- <laughs> think he was oh. in the middle of the players' championship or something, and he called in. And- it was the Masters. Oh, I think. it was the Masters. Wow. Or no, I don't. I don't. I don't. Uh, one I don't of the big time what, golf events. One of the big time events, and I don't remember which which one at the top of my head, but 
It was it was a doozy, mm-hmm. and I believe he missed the cut. I think it was the Masters because yep. now now I'm saying it. I'm pretty sure that was it. Mm-hmm. And Matt Wolf called in, and that was just uh, a, a huge highlight. But of all the things they picked, Matt Wolf was a standout. So thank you, Matt. Uh, thank you, Jenny Fisher. I've already reached out to her privately, but um, her segment that we did on her Keep Showing Up t-shirt craze, which has just gone crazy and is still continuing to go crazy um, now that we've you know, publicized it. And she was actually named, if you missed it, she was named a difference maker by President Lovell uh, in Marquette's, you know, I, I don't know what the name of the um, thing is, but it's difference makers at MU during the pandemic. People are trying to, um, or the president is trying to figure out different difference makers. And Jenny was actually named one of the few of them. So before she got national Marquette fame, she was uh, in the Games and Grub studios virtually. And and the last one, coffee. Um, this actually ties in perfectly. Milwaukee coffee is not done, folks. We are hitting the books. We are coming back. And this end of the semester is sure to be filled with interviews and great content there. Do not think I have forgotten about that as well because I know apparently it's a you know award-winning part of the show. So <laughs> we... Um, that that is you know this the second in the state content that that we give you however silly it is and the subheading was really just the icing on the cake for me to realize how how silly it is but how at the end of the day uh, i guess uh, i guess award-winning it is so um i i don't know do we have any ideas of, of what's to come next or do we think that it's just the gonna, best the best is to come next the best is, that's all i got the best is ahead as russell wilson al- always says but i think it's also just going to be super organic we don't have anything in our minds like we're not professional producers we don't i mean we are creative but at the same time we're not you know paid to be radio creative so we don't come up with these fun we don't come up with brilliant segments in the middle of the night um Maybe I've come up with maybe I've like awoken once with a good idea, but that that's probably it. So I think this is all gonna be just organic, fun content. Matt that Wolf, everyone will take in. Matt Wolf and coffee are two great examples of things that we didn't we didn't start and, and you know it wasn't it wasn't a uh, it wasn't brought to us at, by any producer or whatever it is. So this is all us. This is all independent. This is all just based off listener, you know, promotion. So, so thank you guys once again. Um, but like I said, that's our big announcement, and we we are so excited to share it with you. And to celebrate, John Fanta is going to call in in twelve <laughs> minutes from now. So uh, we'll let we'll let John know quickly. I know we have uh, uh, about a fifteen twenty minute maybe slot with John because I mean, let's just talk about it before we have him on. He he's probably the busiest guy in in sports media. That one of the big this week this week this weekend especially the Big East tournament going on. He's the uh, the lead he leads coverage for the Big East and Fox networks. Um, so yeah, he's all over the place in MSG and and covering college basketball around the country. Do you think there's there's been one big highlight for him? I think for me it would be probably. 
uh, interviewing Patrick Ewing last night, and we'll get into all this with John about Georgetown, their Cinderella run to the championship game tonight in the Big East tournament. He actually had a great games and grub line type type content line when he talked about Patrick Ewing making gumbo this tournament, and he asked him what what are the ingredients to the gumbo, and Ewing just spewed on about. Yeah, you got a little spice with Javon Blair. You got a little courage with uh, Kudus Wahab. That was a great sort of games and grub line. So we may get a few more of those from John. Who knows? Yeah, and, you know, I'm going to be asking him, hopefully, uh, when it comes time, just how, how different it is to be back in person and back with the players and with the coaches interacting with people. That's got to be a big change from this entire year of virtual Zoom call, conference calls. It's, it, it feels great, in to be back, to be honest. It does, and I wish, I know we both wish we were there. We planned to, we actually said on these airwaves last year that we'd be heading there for the 2020 tournament. That obviously didn't happen for us, but we're just excited to have it back on TV. And the elephant in the room is Marquette, um, taken out by those same Hoyas in the first round. I'm sure John will talk to us about that. But at this point, on, on Saturday, it seems like, okay, so that was Wednesday that they lost the game. A, it seems like a mile away after all the games and all the overtime and all the fun endings we've seen, especially with the last game, uh, UConn and Creighton. But it also seems distant because of Georgetown's success. And I want to thank Patrick Ewing for you know making it a better weekend for me in terms of making me feel better about Marquette's standings and not knowing Marquette, knowing Marquette is not you know the one team that can't be Georgetown so I'm not I'm not gonna say it makes me feel good to be a Marquette fan after losing by 30 but I will I will (laughs) give Georgetown a lot of credit and I definitely want to see them succeed tonight we're real quick we're both rooting for them tonight yeah 100% yep we're all in go Georgetown the the Hoyas have had a tough run at it the past few years and here's their opportunity here's Patrick Ewing's opportunity to prove himself hope it goes his way He's done he's done almost everything right there at Georgetown and we wish we wish the best for him and not that we're anti Creighton. I I think it's just having a better storyline. Yeah, but, but hey, Creighton's got its chance to snag its first Big East championship title, so this they're is, both uh dogs in the fight. These are the type of headlines that Fanta loves to talk about. So there's two different ways. Obviously Georgetown, if they win tonight. The game's on 6 p.m. at 6 p.m. Eastern tonight on Fox, Big Fox, national TV. This would be just a huge sort of bracketology bubble bust type, or bubble burst, I should say, type win for Georgetown. They would get an automatic bid into the NCAA tournament as an eight seed coming into the Big East tournament, the eighth best team in the Big East this year, getting into the NCAAs. And then for Creighton, it would be... As you mentioned, Zach, their first Big East tournament title in program history. And obviously they've been a top 25 team all year, but um, with the recent Greg McDermott stuff going on, there's been a little turmoil around that program. So this would be something to to turn it around. So we are going to talk to John all about that. Uh, real quick, takeaways from the rest of you know the basketball world or the sports world maybe other conference tournaments you've seen yeah another tough thing that's going on this week um i don't know if you saw acc tournament had to cancel a couple of games and a couple other conferences also did uh due to covid which seems like we've been going through it forever but (laughs) 
Is it should we have run a conference tournament? I think the Big East did a great job. Clearly, no one no one's been uh, affected by the pandemic so far in it. But it nope. kicks the ACC with Virginia not playing a game. It gives Florida State a bye to beat their next team. And it, it kind of just screw, screws up, to be honest, March. Because you don't know who's going to be headed in, heading into the NCAA tournament, what spot that's going to take away, what spot that's going to fill. It is, it is so interesting with especially the ACC. At the beginning of the week, it was Duke. They got their season ended. Kentucky... So I I I, th- I believe it was John Rothstein. Want to give credit to, um, excuse me, our main man John Rothstein about his tweet on March 11th. So two days ago, Duke and Kentucky's season ended on the same day. So. He also mentioned that Rick Pitino and Iona could oh. possibly get a bid to the <laughs> NCAA tournament. While those two things are going on, that seems like. Crazy stuff, and if you told me that a year ago. Oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> so are they in – so I'm looking at it right now. They are in the – is that the conference championship yes, game? Yes, that is the conference championship. So they're ninth seeded. Yeah, and they came all the way – what are they playing, Fairfield? They're playing Fairfield today at 3 o'clock Central Time, so 4 o'clock Eastern on ESPNU <laughs> at Boardwalk Hall. Against- hey, if that's not a must-watch game – as much as the Big East tournament today, hey, I don't know what is. I I mean, can you? I I, I think it's, and I and I know Rick Pitino has had his ups and downs as a college coach, but if you're a college basketball fan, I mean, how do you not root for Rick Pitino to get this win out of nowhere? This would be his first year, and I actually remember this is so full circle. John Fanta talking to us in March of last year, right when Rick Pitino got hired, and he thought Rick Pitino was really gonna succeed at Iona, but. Did anyone think that it would come in year one that he'd make his first NCAA tournament? He's got a shot at it today. 3 o'clock ESPNU. <laughs> 3 o'clock ESPNU. Oh, I love this. Is, Aiden, this is arguably the best best two days of basketball that Thursday, Friday, or three days, I guess, Thursday, Friday, Saturday of, of the conference championship week, and then I guess next week just Thursday, Friday of the first round. Those four? I mean, four days, right? You got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Of NCAA tournament games, yeah, that's it is. Everyone makes the argument, and and it's hard to disagree with them that those are maybe the best four days in a row in sports. Maybe besides you know your favorite golf tournament. Four one four two eight eight seven zero nine. Hold off on the call till uh, what eleven thirty? Just because yeah. we're going to be getting. Yeah, I mean, we got we're going we're going to break in about thir- three minutes. So if you wanted to get in a you know Hurricane Joe from Toronto type call, just get in, destroy, get out. <laughs> um, I guess you could. So uh, and we're we're waiting on John. Um, it seems like he's doing a couple of big radio spots. He's on with uh, our our radio pals ninety two three the fan in Cleveland. So he's doing a lot of publicity ahead of the Big East Championship game this weekend. So we are, again, super blessed to have him on. And if you missed it, I made the joke about the Twitter Live earlier. On Monday, when we got in touch with John to um, come on with us this weekend, he invited us to our um, his Twitter Live session. And that th- that those Periscope broadcasts, 
Some people do it, know how to do it right, and he is one of them. The Big East comes electric on those. Just people from every <laughs> single school decided to join in, talk with John Fan about Big East basketball. We we were probably one of the few Marquette representatives on there. It's it's mostly East Coast Big East teams. So St. John's, Seton Providence, Hall, UConn. UConn. The UConn people are crazy. <laughs> Boy, am I, am I happy to have UConn back in the league. Uh, I'm happy they didn't win their game last night. <laughs> but I'm happy to have them back. It brings another another sort of energy. And next year at the Garden, oh, my. Oh, man. So it's going to be good to have them around. And their fans are crazy. Are crazy. <laughs> uh, Fanta actually pointed out in that Twitter live and if we have if we have a minute we'll play the clip of Games and Grub coming on cuz it is quality good basketball talk but I think it's it's almost uh it's almost sour at this point because we talked all about Marquette yep. and Marquette's out of it now. So um, it may not be as useful, but I did make a joke in there about uh the about the sixth archidiacono brother to come through <laughs> Villanova. Um, he got a laugh at that. So he and I bring up Villanova because he he had someone from uh, the Full Forty, who's one of the big Villanova basketball podcasts, call in um, right after us, and he talked about being the most educated and realist Villanova fan. And usually, you get fans on these Twitter broadcasts who are either homers or don't know what they're talking about or haven't watched games or whatever. But Fanta actually stopped and took the time to say, hey, this guy actually knows what he's talking about. So I hope that we'll get to that with him coming up here now. So we're going to hit the break. We're going to call up John, and we're going to come back with John right now. But as we hit the break, here's some award-winning content. That's right. Matt Wolf calling into Games and Grub this past year. Hello, guys. Matt Wolf calling. How are you? Matt Wolf calling. <laughs> Matt, why didn't you make the cut yeah, this week? Yeah, what happened? Yeah, plus three. Well, you know, guys, it's tougher than you think. Uh, plus three. Uh, I thought I played good down the stretch. You know, I thought I'd shoot that one on eight into the uh, scrub. But they, they keep that second level so high here. Yeah. And with the greens playing the way they were, it's just... Uh, what happened on 17 with that there. double? Double bogey on 17. Yeah, I know. I, you know, it's good because I wanted to watch some football today, so I'm looking on the bright side. <laughs> I know I didn't make the cut, but looking on the bright side, I have a lot of things going on, you know, business-wise. Uh, I, there's some uh, there's a, a job at Ikea that I was looking at this, <laughs> for this week, short term. Um, you guys have a wonderful day. I appreciate you. Uh, I'll try to do better next uh, next tourney. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Awesome. Oh, good Thank luck, you. Matt. Matt Wolf. Matt Wolf comes on and with a like a hurricane. He yeah. comes in, destroys the place, and he's out. All right, that's us. Welcome back to Games and Grub. Uh, we're awaiting John Fanta in just mere minutes. Um, he has confirmed he will be on uh, in mere minutes. But I just said he's uh, he's like we said with Matt Wolf, just a hurricane of going on different places and coming on. Real quick, college basketball storyline before we get to. To Fanta, and I, I'm not sure he's um, aware looking at looking yeah. at the Patriot League, <laughs> but uh, I need to give a shout out to Loyola Maryland men's basketball, where my brother yep. goes to school. I was there um, in January, great campus. Um, they're back in person this year in Baltimore, and Patriot League title game. They're playing Colgate tomorrow, so I will be on the couch watching this game. And if Loyola Maryland steals a bid in the NCAA tournament. Watch out for my bracket because I know Marquette will not be in there. So, uh, shout out to Colin. I think he's in 
I think he's in COVID lockdown right now with another round of testing. So um, shout out to the Greyhounds of Loyola, Maryland. We're rooting for them. We are rooting for Iona. So we get, we're giving it a little mid, mid-major uh, little sprinkling here on Games and Grub. Second college basketball story that we didn't get to. How about, I, I just mentioned Duke. The, the story came out, Jeff Goodman reported it, that the COVID-positive player on Duke was a walk-on. Now, this, this caused a lot of stir in the greater Twitter community. We just talked about uh, Fanta's Twitter Live that we were on. And, and, and you know as much as I do, probably more than I do, Zach, that it's just a cesspool of, of again, rabid fans or sometimes uneducated fans. <laughs> do, you think it was, do you think it's justified to say that Duke backed out or, or was screwed by a, the COVID positive being a walk-on? No, absolutely not. You gotta hey, your program is your program. You have everyone in your program that has to represent that team and and abide by the laws of the land. And I'm <laughs> I'm sure that Duke has been in lockdown for what and we have John calling in oh, right now. All right. So we are Go. you're now listening to the second highest college radio show in Wisconsin. And our next guest is a man who needs no introduction to the Games and Grub audience, but We'll give one anyway. He is Fox Sports and the Big East Digital Network's premier Big East basketball voice as a play-by-play announcer and on the media coverage for the entire conference. Uh, Barstool Big Cat just two days ago called him a quote-unquote must-listen. He is the host of Demetrius and a Splash of Fanta on Jeff Goodman and Rob Doster's Field of 68 Media Network. He was part of our quarantine interview series back in March of last year, and he joins us today ahead of a big Big East tournament final tonight. It is our main man, John Fanta. John, it's Aiden and Zach in studio. How are you this morning? Aiden, Zach, good afternoon, good morning to all those still in Milwaukee who uh, might need a a breakfast at the Broken Yoke. Uh, It's great to be with you guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, And I'll tell you what, it is the best time of year in the sport of college basketball. And as you said, a big one tonight inside the garden between those Georgetown Hoyas and the Creighton Blue Jays. John, to start us off. We saw it on a tweet earlier today or earlier this week. Coffee order is it a venti iced mocha with whipped cream? <laughs> is that it? Is that the go-to? That was my order earlier this week. Um, Has it amped I, up? I sometimes. What's that? Has it amped up? You got three shots in it now. Now it's now that it's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's amped up. It's only increased in electricity, that's for sure. I do love the mocha. I'm a huge Starbucks mocha guy. Um, During the winter months, I typically am drinking a a warm mocha in the morning when I'm doing my hits and different things. That's what sparks me. But I love a vanilla iced latte, and I love uh, a vanilla sweet cream cold brew. You know, those would be my my couple of go-to drinks. Uh, but I could drink, you know, most anything um, to to get me fired up. But I, those would be my couple of picks. There's actually a, an espresso machine in the hotel that we are at uh, in the room. And so I, right after I get off with you guys, I think I'm going to have a shot of espresso here to just, as if we didn't have to be amped up anymore, just get amped up for the rest <laughs> of the day. But uh, that, those are a couple of my go-to drinks. And I needed that mocha 
on quarterfinal Thursday um, to get me through what was Creighton and Butler, and more importantly, to get me through UConn and DePaul, which was uh, like watching a, a slow death. <laughs> we'll, get to, we'll get to all those fun games. Again, John Fanta joining us this morning, Big East Digital Network. Real quick, we're obviously on Marquette Radio, but we don't want to spend too much time on it. The, the Marquette <laughs> autopsy on the loss to Georgetown, I, I led the show saying it, it makes me feel a little better that Georgetown is in the final this weekend, but um, your thoughts on that? Uh, first game of, of the Big East tournament? Well, I think that Marquette was just overwhelmed. Um, I, I don't think that they had the mental capacity to process the Big East tournament game. I think it's a team that that's just, it was young, immature in some ways, um, relying on guys to do things that they weren't necessarily doing before. You know, early on in the season, I remember thinking to myself regarding Marquette, okay. Uh, this team has guys that are back and have been part of the program. And everybody out there equates that to they have returning experience. Just because you have a certain class name next to your name doesn't mean that you have experience in the role that you're playing this year. And Marquette was asking Kobe McEwen to to take on an even bigger load. And they were asking Greg Elliott to take on a bigger load. And he, and he had some sparks. He had some flashes. Jamal Kane, the same can be said for him. And when you separate the experience, which I don't think ended up panning out that great, with the underclassmen, freshman Justin Lewis, freshman Dawson Garcia, sophomore DJ Carden, uh, you get a team that was picked uh, outside the top five in the Big East, Ended up finishing in ninth, which is a big disappointment. But the the thought on the autopsy from the loss to Georgetown is they got out-physical, out-hustled, out-rebounded, out-manned. And there were effort plays being made by Georgetown that just simply weren't being made by Marquette. The most frustrating part would, would be that. But it's kind of the autopsy of the entire season. It's guys who just were being expected to take on this big leap or, or a, a leap of some sort that were not able to do it on a consistent basis. And Marquette became predictable to defend in, in that Big East tournament first-round game. I thought they were predictable to, to defend as the season was going on. And you have the win over North Carolina as a, you know, as a, as a nice note. But overall, it's a disappointing season. I was surprised at how much they fell off. I thought that this team would actually be halfway decent after they beat Wisconsin and then won at Creighton, uh, but that that just didn't end up happening. And and you know it's 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 tough, guys. I mean, the program um, has not been able to do uh, what they strive to do over these recent years. Yeah, John. And then transitioning to a team that didn't fall off in the Georgetown Hoyas, the end of the season has has been incredible. Their run to the championship game tonight. What what has it been like for you to be in that building to experience Patrick Ewing's team winning all these games? Well, I've covered the Big East both as a student and now in in this job for eight years, and so last year doesn't really count in my mind so this is the seventh big east tournament and this has been with no with barely anyone in the building the wildest run i've seen in my time covering the league this man patrick ewing 
is wearing a size 15 pair of slippers that belong to Cinderella and have been gifted to him this week. This team is playing like their coach. Hard, relentless. You count them out, they just come right back in. I I cannot fully wrap my head around, I don't think anyone can, what we're seeing this week. How many times, guys, have we seen Villanova hit dagger threes in a game and you're hopeless? (laughs) Villanova hit dagger threes. Cole Slider hit one. Jeremiah Robinson Earl hit one. You know, and Villanova's up by five with like a couple minutes left in the game on Thursday afternoon. And I'm thinking, huh, inspired effort by Georgetown, but it's not going to be enough. Well, screw that. They just kept on fighting. Wahab has been a game changer. Kudus Wahab is performing like an absolute beast. They have found a point guard in Dante Harris, who I think is making plays that nobody could have predicted. It's, it's stunning. It really is. It is stunning to see what Dante Harris has been able to do for the Hoyas. This is a remarkable run, and Patrick Ewing with the garden theatrics of they're not able to identify him upon entering, <laughs> and you need to present your security. Come on. The, the pass is hanging in the rafters. It's hanging in the rafters of the building. He doesn't need anything to get into that building. He's treating it as his house, and guys, I think it's fitting. John Thompson said these words. When I'm dead... If I can't go to heaven, take me back to Georgetown. (laughs) John Thompson has come back to Georgetown and is looking over Patrick Ewing's shoulder this week. John, how's it feel been back in person interviewing players and coaches and and Ewing post past three games, has it been, or two games? How's it feel being back in MSG? Is there still that energy buzz even without the crowd? Oh, my gosh. It's better than... When I was growing up, and uh, I don't know if you guys did this growing up at all, but in elementary school, if you read a certain amount of books in school, you got this Book It program. Pizza Hut did it. And when you and when you get awarded, you could go to the Pizza Hut buffet for lunch. Uh, like they give you a free buffet pass. This has been better than the Pizza Hut free <laughs> buffet pass that I, that I got growing up. And Cleveland, I mean, I Cleveland native John Fanta. Yeah, exactly. We don't have great pizza in Cleveland, so that's what it is. <laughs> um, so, so that's what it is. It's been amazing. It really has been. I, I so hate not seeing our colleagues and my colleagues and fans and people to talk with. I often get distracted at the Big East tournament, in truth, because I just get stuck <laughs> talking with people, and, and I love talking with people. But I, I really um, – it has been so exciting. It's been so rewarding. Um, the last – what, 10 months, well, now 12 months. I mean, for 12 months we've been living this, this unique lifestyle. I hope we never have to go through a Big East tournament like this again because it really is missing the people. Could you see the Garden tonight with Ewing, the Ewing factor, the Nick fans who would come out to support him? Uh, the Georgetown fan base has been starving for this night. I mean, they have been in a desert, right. and this is the water that they've been longing for. Uh, so you know what? It, it's been great. It's been incredible. It is nowhere near the same without a full press room, without you know our, my media colleagues and and different people like yourselves uh, who come to the games. And, and it's always great to visit with fans. So I hope this is the last time we have to do something like this. I think it will be. Knock on wood. I'm knocking on wood right now because I think the 2022 Big East Tournament 
I don't even care how the league is next year. Like, the electricity inside the garden is going to be off the charts because you've now had two in a row taken away from the fans. We hope so, too. John, John Fanta joins us. Let's get to that final championship game tonight. You will be there, and you've, we've already talked about Georgetown, and you built up the two great storylines about Creighton going for their first-ever Big East tournament championship and program history, but then also just the magic of Patrick Ewing and MSG. What is this game going to be like? Do you have a vision on the potential X's and O's tonight? Um, you talked about Kudus Wahab and then Creighton going through Marcus Zigorowski and Denzel Mahoney. Any predictions on the X and O's, how it's going to roll tonight? Well, I think that the X's and O's side of it is, for Creighton, their ability to get Denzel Mahoney and Damian Jefferson going, uh, whether it's it's screening for Marcus Zagorowski, whether it's coming off of screens and getting some space. The, the matchup between Mahoney Jefferson on one side and then Chudier Belay to Marco Pickett on the other is interesting to me because can Georgetown be able to match the level of physicality for a fourth straight night that his team plays with? And Creighton showed us last night that they can play a team physically. I mean, what they did against UConn, they, they beat Connecticut at a Connecticut-style game. And I give Creighton a lot of credit with that. I think also X's and O's, it's uh, rim runs. You know, it's, it's Kudus Wahab, his ability to get to the cup. It's Christian Bishop, who's an amazing flipper. I mean, this, this guy, it, it's a screen and slip, really. You know, there's a difference between the pick and roll and a screen and a slip. And what Bishop does a great job of is, guys, he almost acts as if he's setting a screen. But because Zagorowski is so quick, he can get by him quickly. And then Bishop right. slips. And it's so difficult to defend that uh, because Bishop is quick, and I think he creates a lot of problems. Sometimes he's not scoring the ball, but by slipping, what it does to a defense is it makes you get down to the basket and play that, and then it opens up a weak side shooter for Creighton to be able to hit a three, which they do very well. So for Georgetown, I think they do have to slow the game down. They run into turnover problems. They did a good job against Seton Hall of not getting overwhelmed too much by the full-court pressure. I expect Creighton to apply some full-court pressure to Georgetown. You need Dante Harris to play the game of his life. You're going to need Javon Blair to hit big-time shots. Look for Blair to get going again here tonight. He's been great in this tournament. And I expect uh, Wahab, Pickett, and I think the biggest player in this game is Belay. When Chudier Belay has played well, Georgetown has played well. They got to get him going early. I mean, he's a grad trans, a grad transfer who kind of went under the radar, but I've been amazed at his progression. John, I've been I've been interested in how Georgetown plays the ball through the post, and and especially how they get to the foul line and or have been lights out in the past few games on the on the free throw stripe. Do you think they'll be able to get back down there and and continue their success there? I, I do think they will be able to get back down there. Um, I do think though that in this game, I, I expect Creighton to pack the paint a little bit, knowing that Georgetown does that well. And that's where I think it's especially important for, for Georgetown to knock down threes. You know, you, you have got to find a way to keep your legs under you. Again, fourth game in four days. It, it can be challenging, but they've got to get their, their shooters going in this game. Creighton is not a team that fouls a ton. Uh, and I thought that Creighton played good defense last night. I guess the Connecticut team that can be limited offensively, I'd probably put more confidence in the Hoyas' ability to score the ball right now. But, uh, yeah, they, look, if they get to the free throw line, they've been excellent from the stripe. Um, they got to keep attacking, 
But I do, I do expect Creighton to change things up. Greg McDermott's a technician. He really is. I mean, he, he schemes so well in the course of the game that I don't know how you can continue to let Georgetown just attack, 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 and give them that pain. And I thought Creighton did a good job. Remember, guys, a couple weeks ago, Creighton only allowed 48 points to Georgetown in D.C. Right. That's a big, big, big figure there. Only 48? You know, that, that shows me that Creighton had a defensive formula. Tonight is more about Georgetown adapting from the last meeting with Creighton to stay in the game than it is for me for Creighton to make a major adjustment. John Fanta joins us. Wrapping up with John real quick, next week we're looking towards March Madness in the NCAA tournament. Obviously you're going to have a handful of Big East teams, maybe one more joining in Georgetown if they get the win tonight. What is your outlook on the Big East teams in this NCAA tournament and maybe just your overall view of the madness that is to come these next few weeks? Well, I think that the madness is going to be special. Uh, I do think that the middle of the country is nowhere, you know, there's not much of a gap at all between a five seed and a 12 seed, like we normally see, but even more so this year in a pandemic year. I think it's really difficult to evaluate teams to begin with this season. And I hope that the committee uses the eye test. I really do. I I know that people want to go by the metrics, and I look at the metrics every day, guys. There are some metrics in this sport that that don't make – the fact that Colgate is in the top ten of the net. I mean, come on. That that tells me that there's – it's nothing against Colgate. I hate to – maybe I'm going to be proclaimed as a Colgate hater, but I'm not. (laughs) I just just don't like – I'm not a fan of, at times, us solely looking at quadrant one win. Like, college basketball is timing. Timing is everything in this sport. It really is. It it really is everything in this sport. You know, I think that in terms of some sleepers, I hope that Drake makes the field. I think they will. I think they'll probably be in a first four game. I'm taking Drake in that game. I love the way they've played. Darren DeVries has done a great job, former Creighton assistant. This guy's going to have his team ready. They play a formula that works. Uh, in my mind. Uh, when I look elsewhere, I like UNC Greensboro as a potential sleeper. I think that they're a fascinating team. I think out of the Mid-American, I think the winner of Ohio and Buffalo tonight in that conference championship game is really an interesting team to keep an eye on. So those are a couple of mid-majors that, that I like. Uh, obviously, Loyola Chicago is another team that, that has been talked about here over the last week. And and what they have is they have seven players who are averaging seven or more points a game. So I think overall, when we talk about power conference teams, who am I high on? I, I think Illinois could win the national championship. I know everyone's talking about Baylor right. and Gonzaga. I think Illinois is the third best team in America. I think they're going to continue to show it today. I love West Virginia's upside. I think the Pac-12 might actually be getting slept on a little bit. Uh, I'm buying McKinley Wright, and I'm buying Colorado. I like the Buffs to make a move in the tournament. They're not a sexy team. They don't get on national TV a lot. They're really freaking good. John, we teased it last year at this exact same time when we called you. Um, Rick Patino has brought his team to their conference championship game. You can't write these things. I mean, how does this, how does this come about? I mean, the guy, and they played like three times in 60 days. And there he is now, one win away, one win away from the NCAA tournament. I mean, no matter what seemingly happens in college basketball, it just feels like Rick Pitino wins, you know? Uh, look, the guy, is, he's a Hall of Fame coach. He's unbelievable. I mean, he, he gets his teams ready. 
It doesn't matter. It's He's the guy. Rick Pitino's the guy that has won so many recess football games that he gets the end of the year and starts taking crappy players just to make a point. <laughs> you know, just, just to make a point to, like, the other – just to make a point to whoever, like, Great the next analogy. best player is that, like, I still am going to win. I'm still going to win with this team, too. So, look – all the off-court stuff aside, he's a great coach. He is, and I expect him to win tonight. I expect Iona to beat Fairfield in that game, and I expect Rick to march on to March Madness. I think they'll probably be a 15 or a 16 seed, likely a 16 seed. I expect them to lose that game, but it's a great story. And we appreciate all of your great stories that you've brought us throughout the season covering the Big East. Obviously, with uh, your your strong friendship with us, we appreciate it. We'll let you go to get ready for a big championship Saturday. John Fanta joining us this morning. John, thanks so much for the time. Thank you, guys. Anytime. Love joining you, and happy March. Happy right. March. That's a great way there to There he goes. John Fanta joining us this morning on Games and Grub. I can I can exhale now because we've got a lot of uh, stuff to do after this, but that was what we were anticipating, and and he delivered. Hey man, there's a lot to get through there, and and he brought a lot of content. Uh, sleepers in the tournament, especially he, he looks at that Colorado team, who I've I've seen play, and uh, my cousin goes to Colorado Boulder, and they they have a chance, man. They've they've got a chance. We're talking Big East basketball. This game tonight's about Oof. to be electric. The garden, like he said, electric as ever with Patrick Ewing and the boys. I'm amped up. Zach is pounding the give me, table. Give me three shots of whatever he puts in his coffee. <laughs> shot. So we went over it. Um, we I got get it John right. Fanta's coffee order. So it was venti iced mocha with whipped cream. There you go. And also he talked about, what was the other food analogy he made? Oh, no, Rick Pitino talked about recess football. We had... Uh, we didn't get his. Uh, I'm sure he's been eating up a uh, a classic show segment, uh, best food of the week. I'm sure in New York he's getting well fed with all of those stadium or maybe not stadium foods because who knows if MSG has stadium foods right now, but also um, just in general the espresso machine that he was going through as well. So that'll be fun. Uh, so we'll have we'll have John on the pulse tonight. Watch Fox Sports for the, or excuse me, Big East Championship game on Big Fox. So that'll be cool. But for now, let's move on. Let's get to our next caller and our favorite segment, NARP of the Week. Caller, you're on the air. Good morning or good afternoon. <laughs> good, good afternoon. Uh, no, morning. Uh, Central mo- Time morning. Yeah, Central time. Not for Fanta, it was afternoon. How's it okay. going today, Rachel? <laughs> It's going well. So Rachel Seraphine so, joins us now. Is it just you? It's just me today, yeah. Awesome. But and I've heard you got big stuff planned for, for NARP of the week. Is that correct? Yes. All right. <laughs> you, know what, you know what that time is, folks. It's time for NARP of the week. Our roommates are D1 athletes. We're not. We're NARPs. That stands for a non-athletic regular person. So who was the NARP of the week? After much consideration and much debate this week. It's time. Our NARP of the week choice was... For NARP of the week. (laughs) 
It's funny that we just had John Fanta on. And now we Fox Sports basketball music plays in the background. And now we're joined by Rachel Seraphine Marquette Holvalter. Yeah, Rachel, take it away. (laughs) All right. Uh, first of all, I will never get over that that intro theme. It's just fantastic. Electric. <laughs> um, second of all, so this week is kind of kind of unique because we have a special shout out this week. Well, I do. <laughs> so one of our NARPs was out of commission for kind of last week, this week's running. Um, so we wanted to give a little bit of a special shout out to ARP, Penny. Um, she both ran and set a personal best at the Big East Cross Country Championships this past weekend. But she did so much more than that. One of our NARPs required some pretty intense nursing assistance, and Kenny gave up the rest of her weekend to take him to the doctor and make him pee. Um, and she also just checked in on all the ARPs after a long National Marquette Day. So we want to take the time and remind listeners, without the ARPs, there would be no NARPs. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So that's a good that's a good trademark. So are we doing an ARP of the week this week? No, we do actually have a NARP. Oh, we still do. Okay. Okay. We still do. (laughs) Um, We decided that given last week's and this week's events, we are going to give NARP of the Week to the one and only Aiden (laughs) Hatton. Can we hear grounds? Grounds Grounds for the decision. I don't thank remember you, who it you. was last week that we gave it to, but apparently Sydney. he went to the gym every day yeah, last I did. week, and I have heard that he has been to lift multiple days this week. So I just think that deserves all the all the credit. Awesome. Thank you very much for recognizing Aiden and Kendall as both a NARP yep. and ARP of the week. If there was <laughs> no ARPs, there'd be no NARPs. Thank you so much, Shelly. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Any final right. words for the audience before we go? You're now on, you, you know you're now on the second highest rated colli- collegiate radio show in Wisconsin, right? I know. I just, I, it's such an honor to I, be a part of it. I wanted to mention it to Fanta, but we didn't. So we, we, didn't, have, we didn't have time to show Fanta. Thanks but. for joining, Shelly. Been of a pleasure. <laughs> All right. Have a great have day. A good show. <laughs> Bye. All right. There she goes. Rachel Serafine joining us this morning on Games and Grub. And we can't, I can't leave that without mentioning that she also set a personal record in the pole vault just a few short weeks ago because she is too humble indoors and uh joined the marquette top 10 list for pole vault and it looks like we have another caller calling in here oh boy caller you're on the air oh hi you guys after you hear this one this call is on behalf of leslie and shelly aka your mom <laughs> listen up you two Zach and Aiden, because you might need two for, you might need a four shot espresso. Um, and I hope you're amped up because oh your moms are coming out for Friday night. What? Whoa! Tonight. What? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> Yay! What? Yay! So, yep, we got the same flight. We're coming out to see you too. So, um, you know, that might. <laughs> the whole game tonight so just, just to let you guys know <laughs> over and out <laughs> so wait so this is awesome. is this next friday the 19th awesome. no we can't awesome. no wait hold on oh she dropped yeah she dropped <laughs> she dropped i don't she know dropped. the date i don't know anything this friday i believe this friday 
That's some news that I could have been texted. I appreciate the call on air. No, I had no idea. I I had no idea. So it looks like we're getting two extra guests in the studio next week. (laughs) You dropped her, and I was waiting to ask what the date was. Wow, there's a lot of things going on today. We got John Fanton, (laughs) Narp of the Week, and and now apparently some some random... Two people are coming to visit Aiden and I. We're just that popular. Um, I think, I hope my mom calls in to, to clear that up because I was wondering. What, okay, so I guess next Friday, uh, so the 19th, I believe. So Games of Grub next week is going to be huge. We've had, we had Adam Baum last week, National Marquette Day, the announcement that we got nominated. The, this week, we had John Fanta, the announcement that we got second in the state. And then next week, we may have... The mother episode, the some might call the mother load of them all. So, uh, I guess that was I got I got mom furiously texting me now. So I got uh, I got no I had no 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 idea. So, um, so last break we played the the second place in Wisconsin winning clip of Matt Wolf calling in, and now we've got other family members calling in. We got NARP of the week calling in. I don't know what to. I, I I don't know what to do. I, I'm a little I'm a little thrown off my feet. Let's get back to what we do best: sports, food, and everything in between. This story I want to get to. Let, let's run through the the daily news, if you will. Mm-hmm. This this story coming from Delish.com, and but it was really all across the whole country. Was so a big a big 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 news story that hit pretty much. Besides the coronavirus, the biggest story around the country and especially the world these past seven to ten days or so has been this Prince Harry, Meghan Markle interview with Oprah, right? I know my sister was big, big into it. Hi, Aaron. Um, I know my whole family was into it. Uh, Megxit, if you will, hmm. instead of Brexit. So Meghan Markle goes on Oprah with... Um, Prince Harry, and then they're dropping from the royal family, right? It's a big, big world news story, obviously. But Meghan Markle, we learned a lot more about her upbringing. And during this interview, which has been seen by, I guess, billions of peoples mm-hmm. in the last, peoples, people in the last, again, seven, 10 days or so, but including just what she talked about with Oprah was a real Easter egg nugget, if you heard it, about her upbringing and how she grew up. Her first job, Zachary Passios, was at a Froyo shop called Humphrey Yogurt. I mean, this is just the perfect Games and Grubs story. So Sherman Oaks, California, she was 13 years old. I've always worked. I've always valued independence, she explained. Of course, this was far from the most important thing she discussed on Sunday night. But for those of us located outside the L.A. area, and I know we have a uh, a big West Coast audience as well here on Games and Grub, uh, the name was a big surprise during the interview. So Humphrey Yogurt is obviously a spin on yogurt and Humphrey Bogart. It's just a perfect story because... The biggest news story of the week, besides COVID-related stories, is this Prince Harry, Meghan Markle, and she drops a Froyo food reference 
and the name of the damn place is Humphrey Yogurt. Does it get better than that, Aiden? The dog is Humphrey. We got to bring him to Humphrey Yogurt. We got to bring him to Humphrey Yogurt. I am actually in a class. You never get this. I'm in a class where we've been studying classical Hollywood cinema. Humphrey Bogart is one of the most well-known, well-acclaimed American actors ever for his roles in classical Hollywood cinema like Casablanca and the Maltese Falcon. The guy is one of the greatest American actors ever, and Meghan Markle worked at a place that spun off his name, Humphrey Yogart. So if you go, if you haven't watched that Oprah interview yet, just watch that clip because uh, unfortunately we don't have the audio. I would, but she name dropped that shop and the store. This was updated a couple of days ago, the story in Delish, that the business has seen a noticeable uptick in business. And she's always she always talked about, again, working and, and valuing independence. Uh, the outlet said that they they get, you know, Sherman Oaks, California. It's a nice neighborhood in the L.A. area, if you're not familiar. Um, again, our West Coast listeners are. But um, it mentions in this story that they, they closed one of the locations. I'm sure that that will be making a reopening, right? Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, After the, the, the coverage they get on this one. I mean, they it's got to be uh, it, it, it. But the biggest the biggest business uptick came in the Sherman Oaks location, only one still open. They usually welcome around 50 customers a day. They quadrupled that. They're up to 200 people <laughs> the following the interview. So just a great story. Shout out to Meghan Markle. Always, uh, again, quote unquote, working and valuing independence at a working at the Froyo shop for her first job. So that's awesome. The big other food story, let's keep it in-house. Speaking of Humphrey, House of Humphrey, um, the biggest story with food that came from us last night was uh, our roommate, Sydney, who's, as you've heard, one NARP of the week here on the air. She's one of our great friends. Yeah, and, and Rachel did give a shout-out to, to Kendall, but she placed 30th in the Big East Cross Country Championships. Yep. Just some big news. Uh, Gotta get and the stats we just, on that. just heard that... The Big East Outdoor Track and Field Championships will no longer be taking place in Connecticut, which is a shame. It will now be at the Spire Institute in Ohio, yep. which we still look forward to watching. Of course. And that was the location for last year's tournament, correct? Yep. So look forward to that, Big East Cross Country and Track and Field fans. Um, and Sydney, excuse me, the the roommate of, of all the girls, and again, former NARP of the Week winner, I am now crowning NARPA Week winner. Mm -hmm. Sorry, not to brag. Um, she baked cookies last night. She baked... How would you name the type of cookie? I don't know what they're called, but Brian said, that's my type of cookie. So that, it, that, it is for me, that's, too. That's your type of cookie. It, it just might just be... We just might have to name it like my type of cookie. Yeah, I'm going to have my mom just right now turn off your... MTOC. Turn off the speaker or whatever you're listening to. I had like eight of those cookies last night. <laughs> they were unbelievable. That was probably the best thing I ate this week. It's hard to deny oh that gosh. being the best thing we ate this week. I mean, it's a classic show segment. I mean, John Fanta's best coffee he ate, he drank this week I was had at so his hotel. Many, so many good things this week, I guess. I, I was I was just happy a, I was able to list? swallow. How's that sound? Yeah, that's <laughs> true. So we told Brian and I were on air last week and told you that Zach had mono. Um He's feeling much better and can swallow. Um, had but, a lot of 
great Grater's ice cream, which have you mentioned that <laughs> on air yet? Uh, we didn't. We forgot. That's why, because we had Adam Baum last week from the Cincinnati Inquirer. Yeah, and Grater's, Grater's ice is cream made in Cincinnati. Cincinnati, Ohio. I, I totally brain farted during the interview, and I should have just like I should have told Fanta about or thanking him for congratulating us <laughs> on second place in Wisconsin. But just like that, I forgot to tell Fanta that, and I forgot to tell Adam Baum that we had Grater's ice cream. And you finished an entire pint in a sitting? Is that true oh, yeah, or mo- false? Uh, Mom, don't Mom, t- take away your ears. Yes, that's true. Um, no, nah, actually, scratch that. She'd actually be happy with that. So, um, I think it's pretty impressive. Thanks for, uh, thanks for endowing me with those great jeans, great, great ice cream eating jeans. How about Meghan Markle doing Froyo though? Are are we, are you anti Froyo? Can you embrace it? No, I love Froyo. Especially I mean, I'd a place rather, like Humphrey Yogurt. Probably rather have ice cream or custard. And and now there's the news with cops. Oh the, my gosh. We we went over two weeks ago all the mint flavored things that are coming out in the month of March, and and we look to have a color right now. But the cops is coming out with. Oh a yeah, we want to get to the cops story shake. once we come back. But real quick, caller, you're on the air. Hey, how are you? Who, who, who am I speaking with? This is the second best student radio show in Wisconsin. Oh, good. This is uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci. It's good to be on with you, Savannah. Oh, Dr. Fauci, thanks so much for joining us. I just, uh, you know, there's a lot of people uh, looking for shots, going to get their vaccines, and I just wanted to say as we celebrate March Madness, of course you know that I was uh, quite an athlete in my time, a 5'7 pesky point guard out of Regis High School. Uh-huh. That's right. Uh, so I could be an off of the week, as you know. <laughs> uh, but I wanted to say, if you get a chance to those people in the Marquette area to get a vaccine, I don't care what it is, if it's Moderna or <laughs> Pfizer or AstraZeneca or even a flea and tick collar, just wear that. <laughs> whatever, whatever it is, just put it on. The flea and tick collar will probably protect you. But get whatever shot. Be safe out there, boys. And uh, and that's it. Just remember that you can't be an op if you're not a NARP. And you got to be alive to be either. So get your vaccines when it's your time. And enjoy your day. Enjoy the tournament. I'll be rooting for UMass Lowell, of course. <laughs> Thank of you. Course. Thank you, Dr. Fauci. Oh, my gosh. Thank you, Dr. That was Dr. Electric. Fauci, he should be rooting for Holy Cross, right? Yeah. Holy I Cross don't know alumni. if they're still in it. But, yeah, no, he's right. They're, the world's opening up again, oh, and, and people are getting their vaccines. Aiden, you're close to your time on the list. I, I'm close. Uh, our, our household is we're, getting closer. Yeah, to, we're near herd immunity. <laughs> we're near. We're near almost. The we whole have another way caller. Come, come we got on. another caller. So, uh, let's go to our next caller. Caller, you're on the air. Oh, hello. What's up, boys? How we doing? Can you introduce Good, yourself? Uh, my name is Jaden. What's up, Jaden? How you doing? What's up, Jaden? I'm a student here at Marquette. <laughs> student athlete, possibly. <laughs> hey, depends who's asking. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> What's on your mind this morning? All right. So last night, my good friend Danny Peterson said that when you're drinking, you're pissing outside. <laughs> Is that like a normal thing or no? Because I didn't think it was normal, but like I wasn't opposed. Curious what you guys think. All right, so Jin, I'll, I'll, I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. Uh, you can do whatever you want, to be honest. And as long yeah. as it's not uh, <laughs> illegal, then you know, do whatever feels yeah. right. Right? Just like, just like on these airwaves, Jaden, our our only rule for callers is no cursing. 
Um, so <laughs> keep that in mind because I know you're a first time oh, caller. Okay. Okay. Uh, no, you, you're towing the out. line right now. No, you're doing great. Uh, you're towing the line. But uh, so, Jin, how was your cross country right. championship? I think that's right. You can do whatever you want. How How was the the men's <laughs> biggest cross country championship? How do you guys do? Hey, we do, we did as good as Marquette needed to. Did you have some fun? <laughs> Yeah, I think yes, that's sir. that's all that matters down in Cary, uh, North Carolina. Not a lot of fun can be had besides yeah. running around some trees. Yeah, running five miles at a five-minute pace is not exactly fun, <laughs> but the times around that were fun. Are you sure? Can we, can we get a quick highlight from the trip? Um, we're gonna we're gonna go right peach, now. We're gonna brrr, we're inside peach, the mind peach, of a student athlete. PG, of course, family show. <laughs> Well, we got on the first flight. You know, it was a very high-quality flight. Thank you, Marquette, for that. We got uh, the last seat available, so I was back of the row in between <laughs> two overweight people. So, you know, That's always nice fun. Trip. Yep. <laughs> the SWAS was uh, definitely showing, definitely showing when I stood up. <laughs> oh, gosh. Then after the, the, uh, the second and third flights, it got better, though. <laughs> Uh, real quick, I've been in I've been in the back row of planes before, and did you were you on the toilet side? So in other words, could you hear the toilet yeah. flush down your oh, back that's every tough. time? Yes, that's, yeah. oh, that's, that's the worst. See, that's a tough <laughs> tough place to be. Yeah. It's the worst. Yeah, it was it was a brutal flight. How so? That's, yeah, I lived those experiences though. What's you know? what's the time? So from Milwaukee to uh, Raleigh Durham, what's the time there? Like how long did it take? How long the flight? I think well we went to Nashville. We had a layover in Nashville. Oh, okay. Was it like longer or shorter? And, like longer or shorter than the amount of time you spent running? Great question. <laughs> oh, way longer. Okay, <laughs> could you run and for I'm that long? Slow, so. Could you run for that long if you wanted to at a leisurely pace? Run that long? Yeah. Oh, for that long? Yeah. Eh, maybe. I challenge <laughs> you. I challenge you to do it. Sixteen this morning. Yeah. How are you? Oh how are you goodness. talking? <laughs> and the first thing he we're talking first, on the run. First thing he Ask thinks Kenny, about. Your your roommate went uh went big today too. I think. We congratulated her earlier. Um, but real quick, <laughs> uh, one of our recurring segments, as you know, is NARP of the week, and yeah, you know, this might be our. We might have to end on this, but. Should we? Should you think we should go ahead and make T-shirts that say, "Without ARPs, there'd be no NARPs." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would, would you buy I'd one. Wear, I'd wear one of those. <laughs> yeah, I'll buy one. I'll buy one. Awesome. Hey, I'm still repping the Games and Grubs sticker on the back of my phone. So. Hey, there we go. Love it. Thanks for calling to, in, Jaden. The uh, the secret's yes, getting sir. out. We're gonna have to sell those stickers, dude. Yeah. Wait, actually, I have one question for you guys. Oh yeah, go ahead really been burning my on my mind and as a uh, boston boys i thought i'd ask you guys is tom brady really the goat oh, of course we've we've yeah Jayden. this is a this is a constant topic in the show and, and he's up there oh. Jayden, is, Jayden, is it even to debate he's anymore? up there Come and on. there's there's news it's, out of tampa three-year what is it two-year contract yeah, he, he just, just signed, signed another extension that most likely ensures he's playing till he's 45 Jaden. and the yeah, goat, goat is crazy Goats live to forty-five. I heard. So, what, do you have a do you have a uh, a dissenting take on that? 
I just I, I there's no way to like argue against it, but I just feel in my gut that he is not the best quarterback of all time, you know? He doesn't have any attribute that's like way better than every other quarterback. If you were on Boston radio right now, you'd be Gosh. dropped so fast, Jaden. Yeah. <laughs> you'd be Dude, I was arguing as quick with a girl as... from Boston like last week about it, and that's why I wanted to ask you boys. It's definitely something you don't bring up to someone from, from Massachusetts. <laughs> well, Jaden, you got to be one of the best best callers we've had today. Um, keep uh, keep tabs on us, and congrats on 16 miles. <laughs> All right, see you boys. All right, have a good weekend. Thanks for having me. <laughs> All right, Jaden Conroy. Mark that was a roller roller coaster us. of a call. That was a roller coaster, but we love we love Jaden. Um, he's he's been our connect our, our friend along with all the other market check and field boys and girls so um that just took we we've had a whirlwind i can't i feel like i can't even take a breath for an hour and 45 minutes we've been on for and he brought uh, up he brought up a good point we got we we haven't talked about tom brady yet cam newton the patriots oh, oh and i'm i'm sure you're not a fan of it <sighs> but the patriots did resign uh cam newton i had i'm sitting here or I can't say I'm sitting here drinking coffee because no food to drink in the studio, but um, I've had coffee this morning, and I'm still, so I'm pretty jazzed up, but the Patriots signing Cam Newton still makes me weak. It still gives me more and more melatonin in my body by some otherworldly, godly force because Cam Newton just puts me, the, the Cam Newton signing puts me to sleep as a Patriot fan. It really does. It's a one-year deal with an, an incentive-laden 14 million paycheck, and it sounds like it's really, you know, out of the it's it's out of the woods, or, or I don't know what the analogy is, out of the realization that he would get the whole 14 million. But I'm sorry if you're a Patriot fan, and especially if you're in the Boston market. We just talked about Boston radio with Jaden. I don't know how you can defend what. Cam Newton, he's a great human, great teammate. I don't know how you can defend his football skills and what he did on the field last year. I got an interesting take on it because yeah, you, don't know what, you don't know what you're going to get with him. We didn't know last year, and it ended up not being ideal. But I'm once again under the impression that we don't know what we're going to get with him this upcoming year. And who knows if he can reinvigorate some of his MVP self into this next season. It's just it, it was slightly disappointing to hear um, the Patriots do have the number 15 pick in this upcoming draft. There's been a lot of buzz about Mac Jones out of Alabama. They, they will probably be out of reach for Zach Wilson, for uh, Trey Lance, for Justin Fields, if they trade up, potentially not. But as a Patriot fan, I'd like a little bit more of certainty in the quarterback situation besides just Cam Newton. And if it's, again, for me, Sam Darnold, I've said it on these airwaves, has been probably my number one wish list type guy that I've tried to keep in reality. Um, I know guys like uh, Marcus Mariota are out there. I actually wouldn't mind. I'd take him over Cam Newton to this day, Zach. I, I don't, I, I think I'm pretty. Marcus Mariota over Cam Newton. I, I just don't know how you can look at Cam Newton who threw eight touchdowns last year and think that Bill Belichick is ready to roll with him for another 16 games. Well, he clearly is. And I don't know how either, but they're they're ready to roll. And you know who's ready to roll for another 16 years? 
is is our former Patriot quarterback Tom Brady. As we just talked about with Jaden, he signs a four-year extension that voids to one year. And I keep seeing this headline, and I have no idea what the frig it actually means <laughs> when it says four-year deal that voids to one year. And apparently the Buccaneers and their GM, Jason Light, has has done these for a lot of other Buccaneer players, like uh, Levante David. They may do it with Gronkowski and with their other free agents because uh, they have a plethora of them. They franchise tag Chris Godwin, and they signed Tom Brady to this deal. And Brady's Instagram caption was, let's keep the band back together, LFG Buccaneers. It just makes no sense. Why would you say four-year deal that voids to one year? So, And then Adam Schefter, the report was, okay, it keeps him in Tampa Bay under contract through next season, through the 2020, or no, through the 2022 season. So that would be two years because this upcoming year is the 2021 season and then the 2022 season he'd play I think under it's, Tampa Bay. I think it's just trying to hold on to some cap space for the next two years after that. So as of right now, they hold on to a considerable amount of cap space that would be going to his contract for those third and fourth year. Okay. I've I've heard it on sports radio this week, and it's a great point. Yeah. It's a great career-type point that being a capologist for one of these NFL teams or even any professional sports teams has got to be a great way to make a living because fans like us, you know, idiots sitting on radio, even no, we shouldn't we could shouldn't idiots. call ourselves idiots Whoa. because we're second highest, you know, radio <laughs> show called Collegiate Radio Show in Wisconsin. <laughs> Thank you. Um guys that don't understand the cap, if you study this and track your way towards law and sports business and contracts, it's a really great way to work for a team because you see regular fans like us don't know how the heck the cap works and it's changing every year because of TV deals and in every professional sport. So especially with teams like the Buccaneers who love to keep you on your toes with how they're moving with the cap, it's it's a fun, it seems like a fun, interesting atmosphere to have a career. So I guess Zach clears it up for you that the voidable years, quote-unquote voidable years, are basically insurance for yeah. future cap space, trying to you know shore up the cap as much as they can. Because let me tell you, the Buccaneers, they know that Tom Brady's window, as much as we joke about him playing forever, is short. Their window is closing. Obviously, with Brady, he'll play, my guess is, he'll play that age 45 season. I, I don't think this would be his last year. I think he plays probably two more years and then hangs it up because I know how much family means to him. But So that's that's the cap run down there. I mean, what if we just did a segment? I feel like we could just dedicate a segment to Capology 101 I like for that. five minutes. I'll get, you, I'll get you one next week. I'll we'll get be you a, a professor. A little, little talking about caps. Or maybe, maybe it's a... Maybe it's a waste of time because we already do classes five days a week and it would be sitting in a five-minute class of things that I don't understand. <laughs> so that probably just lower Sounds my confidence a, level. A lot for like accounting, school. right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. So that's that's uh, that's enough capology for now. We talked about Meghan Markle. We talked with John Fanta earlier. This will all be podcasted on uh, Market Wire and Market Radio um, through our podcast page, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Check us out there. 
on Games and Grub. And another show that you can find online these days. Oh, what a great transition, Aiden. There you go, Aiden. Um, Way to hype yourself up. Second the, best podcast yep. in Wisconsin. Thank you. Um, another big kind of showbiz news. We talked about Meghan Markle. We didn't get to another famous, famous, famous celebrity, Jennifer Garner. Her food story this week was that she didn't want to join Instagram before starting her IGTV cooking show, which has blow take the nation by storm. And guess what it's called? Pretend cooking show. She actually hosts it on IGTV and cooks from her home, and it's kind of behind the scenes with Jennifer Garner, not selling Capital One cards. And she has been bringing the show, like I said, to the small screen, um, but she has been very reluctant to join it. And apparently she joined Instagram, quote, kicking and screaming because of the food brand she co-founded, Once Upon a Farm. Great, great name for a food brand, by the way. And she is now one of Instagram's most, you know, beloved creators. This is another story from Delish.com. Our author, Kristen Salaki, giving us the dip here. And she, so Jennifer did the interview with The Hollywood Reporter talking about all this fun stuff. But her show is called Pretend Cooking Show, only airs on IGTV. And it got me thinking about a Games and Grub potential cooking show. Obviously, we're radio airwaves. There's no visual format to our show. But if we were to host an IGTV cooking show, for example, would there be any go-to dishes, Zach, or any go-to names that you think our cooking show would tackle? A key dish? Maybe that chorizo Brian made this morning? Oh, we got a caller. I think that is Brian, but he made a uh, sweet potato oh, chorizo. Just dropped, so oh. we'll get back to him. Uh, so call or call us back up, 414-288-7091. Um, we're coming up on the end of the show, but we've had, we've had great callers, so please call us up there. Yeah, the chorizo, that's a great... Um, idea and i believe this is brian so we'll get him on the air to talk about this caller you're on the air i'm on the air let's go (laughs) how are you doing co-host brian gallagher joins us now brian you missed uh, a big show announcement with uh as you know being ranked the second highest rated collegiate radio show in wisconsin uh, we had John Fanta join us. We had uh, our mothers join us with a big announcement. How's Fanta doing? Fanta. John was great. He's doing great. He's all over the place this morning, different radio shows, and I'm sure he's going to be busy tonight with the Big East Championship game. Just part of the circuit, man. We're, we're just another stop along the road for him. <laughs> he hey, man, appreciates we, our friendship. We might that. be, but we were here last year talking about the same kind of stuff, and, and some things repeat. Rick Patino's in the tournament. Hopefully. Yeah, and hopefully. by stuff, we mean Iona basketball. <laughs> Iona basketball. <laughs> so, Brian, we've got we got a couple minutes left, but you're obviously our third man. We want to get to the biggest stories that you're interested in. This sports week, this food week, what were you most ready to tackle on air this Saturday? Timberwolves are not mathematically eliminated yet. We're not. <laughs> yeah, what, they want to... Won a game? D'Angelo Russell was going to be out for the year. Uh, I'm hearing he could be back to basketball activity in, like, a couple weeks. Okay. New coach, we got number one overall pick, Anthony Edwards. 
number one overall pick, Carl Anthony Towns. We got some scrappy young fellas. Uh, it was it was a tough first half of the season. I'm not gonna lie. Being the worst <laughs> team in the league is not is not uh it's not so easy on your fandom ship, but uh, but we're still riding it until we die. Yeah, I was at a I was at a post All Star break game actually the Bucks game. And it felt a little bit different. It felt like things are getting back to normal oh gosh, a little bit, and they're playing basketball. I didn't even get to that. We didn't get to this at all. So Zach went to Pfizer Forum, and I think it was the same night the Timberwolves won their first game in what seems like forever. By thirty, by we, thirty, we started the game off first quarter, sixteen point deficit, and won the game by thirty. <laughs> so that means in the last three quarters, we outscored them by forty-six points. Sounds like Patrick Mahomes is on your team. <laughs> Zion is overrated. He's a chubby, unskilled basketball player that can dunk really hard. Quote <laughs> me on it. Quote him on it. Pull that one. Hey, we're clipping that. Yeah, thank you. As, the, as they say in the industry, thank you. We'll clip that. Uh, we'll, All right. Uh, what, what else do we uh, have? We done best food we ate this Yeah, week? what do you got? Let's get you on best food now because I think we, oh. we talked about the Sydney cookies. You want to comment on those? The Sydney cookies might have been the most clutch food I ate this week. Yeah, they were coming at the right time right before we went to sleep last night. Right before uh, Taco Bell was out of there, Cinnabon Delight. Yeah. Yes. Uh, real quick about the about the Sydney cookies. This was a great thought that I had uh, late, late in the night last night. That the cookie that we're mentioning is a peanut butter cookie with the kiss in the middle. And I'm sure you're... Um, you got to put the sugar... Are, on the peanut butter patty. Oh yeah, that's also yes. the there was like sh- sugar lining it. Uh, sugar lining, thank you, Sydney. People, people that make those cookies without the sugar lining are evil. Like, <laughs> like, come on. So, I'm trying to get a little sugar rush going. So real quick, it how was many a did great... you have? Oh yeah. How many did you have? Because I think I had like six. I had again, Mrs. Pascoe's like close your ears. Four or five. I All right. Four or five. Yeah, we were going. I would have had more. I would have had more if I knew how many there were upstairs. Yeah, didn't you <laughs> grab? You grabbed a breakfast cookie this morning, didn't you? Oh, you did. Breakfast cookie, obviously. Yep. Yep. Brian's a big breakfast pastry guy. I know that. I can appreciate yeah. that. Real quick, with that's, those that's with those brownies for breakfast, leftover cookies, yep. anything, you name it, I'm eating it. With these, I know we talked about it last night, but those re- those uh, Hershey Kiss cookies. Did I say Reese's Peanut Butter Cup? Oh, I said, okay, Hershey Kiss right in the middle. Those cookies, what is the best way to eat them? Do you go around? Do you just plow right through the kiss? What do you do? Around 75%. Eat the kiss. Eat the last 25% of the peanut butter patty, and you are done. Wash it down with a glass of milk, maybe a little burp, and you're good to go. That's about 75% the correct answer besides the burp I wouldn't, you know, endorse. But that, I think, is the best way to do Zach? I'm plowing straight through it, Aiden. I'm getting, getting Plow right through, through the yep. kiss. I mean, it depends on how hungry I am, too. Like, if I'm really hungry, it could just be a one bite. <laughs> Everybody knows the rules. So, uh, any final stories that you wanted to get to before we wrap up? Um, Cam Newton back on the Patriots. Congrats, boys. Looks like you're bringing home the Lombardi again this year. <laughs> we just talked about it. Yeah, I'm, it just <laughs> makes me, it makes me fall asleep. Well, makes you fall asleep. <laughs> I hope they got, hey, Sam Darnold's on my pipe dream. Awesome, Brian. Right, well, I'll see you boys in a minute. I'll come by to pick you up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brian, we appreciate you calling in. 
But, All right, there goes our third co-host, Brian Gallagher, joining us this morning. Zach, anything before we wrap up to head home for a big weekend? Hey, go Hoyas. Go Hoyas, go. Thank you. I totally forgot about that. So that'll do it for us this morning. Now we hit afternoon. Uh, we'll hit you off with the uh, sweet sounds of Russ in the song Momentum. Yeah. Keep momentum swinging, folks. Don't Have a great weekend. I'm in a drop top McLaren, just hoping I see an ex. She hoping we reconnect, no chance. I'm trying to be bigger than the Beatles, not whole hands. Keep on throwing stones, I'ma make statues. No face tats, but people got my face tattooed. Freeing the damn by being free as I am. And speaking belief in the people sitting with reason to stand. Who just might be needing a hand, I got you. Ninth wonder blessed, provided the gospel. I feel God like my fans all feel like apostles. Model your mind after mine and you gon' be just fine. Model your mind off these other guys and you gon' die. Why I'm always at the head of the table, follow my lead I'm a money tree, women trying to swallow my seed You wasn't with me at my roots though I've been on the quest for love for women with a roots from Potential like a juco Athlete, catch me in the backseat with yeah. cheeks on my lap Me in Utah, so we to a jazz beat It's actually therapeutic, she classy, I'm Ferris Bueller Swimming out in Turks and Caicos, beware the barracudas I got heart, I'm the cause, my life is just the effect I'm altering my reality, living in VFX Made a half a million dollars and fell asleep on the jet the club up. Atlanta ain't seen this since BMF. Put my account and reinvest. Got a pound a week for stress. I might drop two platinum albums in a year like DMX. Keep on living in my light and let my faith just lead the way. Cause if I'm taking y'all's advice, I'm probably making y'all's mistakes. Instead, I'm out in Egypt just basking in the results of listening to myself and mapping out all my goals. Uh. My career is, of course, in self-confidence. And how ownership leads to opulence. Adjust your Oculus if you're trying to rise to prominence. Bust down the door, assert dominance. When you call your first conference, I'm honest with my women that's probably why they all hate me they focused on being Lori I'm focused on being Jay-Z the run that I'm on is gonna be longer than the Euphrates got a supermodel chick that's better than Tom Brady's rap game bunch of clowns in the skies like John Gacy you got one plaque and it's not even your song I got 80 uh, lately y'all are lazy waiting to be carried a lot of y'all are dead you just waiting to be buried listen I've been high since Michelle and Barack you got your mind if you think I'm gonna stop uh. I didn't come this far I only come this far Keep momentum swinging, keep momentum swinging, come this far, I only come this far, gotta keep momentum swinging, keep Conversation momentum swinging. Alone in the-